0: Hey everyone, welcome to Pop Sports Shorts. Uh we have a foursome going today, and I knew they were all trouble when they walked in. Uh we've got Jared, Ross, and Dan. Hey guys, how you doing?
1: Hey it's guys. Me.
0: Hi. Dan's calling us yeah. on the road. So he's like uh yeah. Uh, so Dan is the problem. It's him. Um we only have so many of these before we have to get into it. Um so yeah, but welcome to Pop Sports Shorts, everyone. We're here. We're going to talk through some of the sporting topics of the day and uh, add our little banter to it. How's everyone doing? Dan, you're on the road. What are you doing?
2: Uh, I was on the road last week. I was down in Nashville. The was for the Giants game. We watched a couple of buddies of mine down there. My buddy Joe, my buddy John. And uh, we watched the Giants kind of give the 49ers a game. Like, I think that's one of those games where, you know, like, you know, I watched, like, okay, it's a, it's a little close. It like, kind of just fell apart in the second half. The 49ers are a lot better than them. It was a much better team. So I was out there, I was in Nashville Dad, was playing some shows with Rachel down there, Rachel Dobkin. and then we played uh we played in Delaware, I think, on, on the other night. One of our shows got cancelled because of this ridiculous storm that like, just won't stop raining in the northeast right now. It's absolutely brutal. So yeah, but now I'm home back in Jersey now. I just got some lessons today. I'm on my way up into that world right now. I gotta do some other errands before today starts.
0: We felt like the pod was like missing pod that, was that like, like- that I'm day. calling in from the the road WFAN vibe. So thank you for that today.
2: Absolutely. I'm, I'm very proud to be Dan to play for today.
0: <laughs> All right. So let's get into it. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned it. Uh Giants 12, 49ers 30. Ross, Dan, what are your thoughts on that game?
3: I think last week we Dan and I discussed it and both said that there's got to come a point where the Giants are actually competitive in those games. Now, we understand, like we said, that there are other teams that are better than us. And we are not the strongest team, possibly even in a, you know, possibly not even within the top three in our own division. But it's the, the class between us and other teams is too apparent. It's far too apparent in games like that. And they kind of kept it close. And I've, I've got a friend of mine who's a very, you know, very big 49ers fan. And he said, you know, it's kind of closer to the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, on the score sheet, it was close. And it was technically within you know, within eight and ten points or whatever, but not at any point did anyone watch that game thinking, Josh could come back and win this. There was no, there was nothing that made me think, you know, that we could actually come back and get into the game. Now, obviously, it wasn't the Dallas game. We didn't get absolutely blown out, which is nice, but we're still getting beat by <clears throat> by 18 points. It's not, you know, it's not close. It's an NFL game and they're, you know, they don't make spreads of 18 plus points very often because it isn't a realistic score in an NFL game. You know, we shouldn't get, we shouldn't really be getting blown out or out, but, You know, give credit to the 49ers. They're a very good team. They're very good at what they do. And I might be starting to change my mind. Brock Purdy might be good. I don't know. He might be. Um, But yeah, what they they do, what they do very well. And yeah, that defensive line against uh, certainly a weekend offensive line for the Giants with no sort of starting left tackle and no sort of tight left guard as well. So he didn't help. Um, See, Barkley not playing also didn't help. Even if
2: Barkley was, but so Matt Breda wasn't terrible. Matt, Matt wasn't terrible. He had he had he, had, he made his mark on the game. Um, yeah, yeah. that's good. it seemed. Yeah. The first half, we kind of got like, okay, they're playing this. They're playing this team that's significantly more talented. Let's be real here. Okay, they're playing this team pretty tough. They're holding in. You know, Jones is phoned the ball pretty well. You no, know, there's just no. I got really nothing to play much. I just I just feel like they were just, yeah, by the yet. Just the talent gap became too much to overcome. And it was just too big of an ask for this team right now to, to come back against the 49ers. It's only two scores, you know? And it's just, there's, there's just not an, we're just almost the same thing as last year. There's more talent than last year, I guess, maybe. But it's still just not enough to come against the big teams. And I'm happy there wasn't a blowout, like you said, like Dallas or, or the past two Eagles games. But I feel like they still, are a good two steps behind, at the very least, the 49ers, who are probably, I think, I don't know, I think they're the weakest of the elite NFC teams only because their quarterback, if you put a better, another quarterback, let say okay. Aaron Rodgers went there and inevitably didn't tear his Achilles because it's not the Jets, so that probably wouldn't happen. So the, the 49ers are probably the favorites to go to the Super Bowl for the NFC. So I guess that's where my goal You always feel like you can maybe beat them because their quarterback's questionable, but now you're saying, Brock Purdy's playing some solid football to start this season, and he's not holding this team back in the slightest. And 49ers is another team to really, to really look out for in the NFC. Now, now the Giants are 1-2. and two. They did play two of the best three teams in the NFC in the first two, two weeks of the season. Uh, so that doesn't have to be accounted for. They improved against San Francisco in the ways they failed against Dallas. Uh, they've had a really good comeback to show that there's toughness in the locker room. They do believe in each other. They're just they do believe I think the table the system they're just not good enough to play four quarters against in the league, and that's what Thursday was them.
0: I am of the firm belief that uh, Kyle Shanahan can just take anybody who has the ability to throw a football and turn them into a manageable NFL quarterback. So that's a big part of it too. Um, where do you feel that the giant? So through three games now. Um, not really a large sample size. I mean, I don't believe we know who's good in the NFL until like the end of October, beginning of November. But where do you think the Giants? Uh, like, where are their deficiencies at the moment, Ross? We'll start with you.
3: I think just to go back on your point, I think you maybe can't tell who's good maybe for a few weeks, but I think you can definitely tell who's not. Yes, I think you can. The teams that are not good <laughs> are apparent from early days. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately, Matt, <laughs> your, my, my team and your team are probably two of those teams that are not very good. But
1: <clears throat> yeah, briefly, I mean?
3: Me and Dan sort of said at the start of the season that the big thing for us was going to be whether the offensive line could hold up. And it hasn't been ter- in the first game. It was terrible. In the second game, it was a bit better. And in the third game, it was probably a little bit better again against what you'd expect to be a very, a very dominant, um, a dominant 49ers defensive line. I think obviously the weapons have improved for the Giants. I mean, getting Darren Wall, I mean he's he is he is good. He is really good. Um but yeah, I think the Giants have had the same problem for years in terms of receivers that they've just got they've got sort of six or seven slot receivers ready to go at any one time and obviously they got Hyatt now and hopefully they can start to oh, work in his speed a little bit, which they worked yeah, in really well. It? And then he didn't against the 49ers of just nothing. Nothing. It's like they had nothing
2: even like ready for him. Why yeah, are we not no, getting this kid the, the ball? Take, to, take some chances downfield. Get this kid the ball. He could obviously mean, he has elite speed. Let's see what he's got. There. They, like they they didn't outside of the second half against Arizona, Gable hasn't really used them. That's maybe this is the maybe this maybe now this is the first maybe complaint I've had about him in his tenure as Giants coach. Like you have a player who could be I think of um, an excellent deep friend you know, for this team and you're not even giving him a chance, then what do you have to lose? Have nothing
3: no, to agree. lose if you giving him a chance out there, am I? Yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying it's easy to, uh, to sort of, you know, to, to play call and whatever, but I don't think it's difficult to get a speed guy into the game and to sort of just give him a go, just, you know, get him running a deep route, just get him doing something, but to just, it just, it just limits what you're doing every time because the defense can just, you know, they can just stay up close to the line. So even all those, you know, all well, those short throws are going. They're not going to go anywhere. You know, and you just as soon as someone passes, they've got no. You know, they've got no chance of going anywhere. So, it's it's tough, and it, it is a strange thing that they're not sort of getting any more involved. But again, we're talking about we're talking about one player, whether you know it's a, it's a third round pick. Round you know, pick. we're not talking. You know, we're not talking yeah. to a wide receiver one, But it'd just be one nice if you could sort of get that into the game a little bit more and and hopefully open things up. But um, at the moment, things aren't holding up. And I think the defense, um, I'm sure you're gonna agree with this, Dan. The defense is a big concern, and you know, you expect you expect a lot of blitzes from Martindale, and you expect it to be sort of a heavy pressure defense. And until this week, Kayvon Thibodeau had not done a thing. That was this was the first time we put anything on the on you know, on the statute. And that's that's obviously a bit concerning that again, we're not sort of they're just they're just not holding up, they're not, they're not really creating any pressure, and they're not really doing anything. So you know, like the, the basics of football is if you're not if you're not getting pressure from your from your line and you're not holding up well on your offensive line, then you're going to struggle to win any games. And that's that's kind of where we are. And
0: I'm starting to wonder if maybe there was a good reason he started to drop in the draft because he was originally projected to go one or two. And I mean, he played in what the Pac-12. That's you know, kind of a weaker division in college football. So there were some question marks around him, but he definitely
3: has not been lighting it up. Yeah, uh, Thibodeau, that is. No, I mean, he seemed, um, to, he seemed to drop in that draft last year because supposedly because of his attitude and some of the interviews and stuff. And there were some teams that were put off with his... Um, he talks about himself as a businessman and how oh, he's sort of thinks oh, he was oh, going oh, to be oh, about stuff. About entrepreneur oh, oh, after oh, football. But yeah, I think... I've I i, I I've seen flashes from him to think he's going to be a... Re- you know, he could be a really good player. But there's been no consistency so far and there's nothing that makes me think, yeah, this guy could be... You know, like another Strahan or a Human Your or a Justin Tuck who are consistently solid on that defensive line. He doesn't look anything like that at the moment. He looks like a player who might flash every so often. But no, it's, it's still early days. You know, he missed the first few games of last season. He's still, you know, he's not even played twenty games yet. So I'm not sort of gonna to jump to any good conclusions yet. But I expected to see a lot more from him even in these early stages of the season. I haven't seen it yet.
1: I mean let's let's not Right. And that's No, go ahead, Dan. Go ahead. Yeah, Jared Gow. Yeah. Yeah, Jared, yeah. No, I I was I was just going to honestly say like that was that was a rough matchup to begin with because I mean, Mr. Irrelevant, but Brock Purdy, I even said last year that Brock Purdy should have been their number one choice in spite of the arm injury at Here I am. I, see, I hate the Niners and you have me, look what you made me do. You have me complimenting the
0: 49. You got to you got to take the victory laps when you have them when I'm right on something. You guys We'll hear about it frequently.
1: Um, But the the fact that any of the other quarterback options in San Francisco were even mentioned to be starters this year besides Brock Purdy baffled me because for him to come in the way he did on the fly last year and do what he did, it didn't look like a fluke. Like, you know what a fluke... Like RG3, I, I think RG3 was... Talented, but I thought of it more of a fluke as something that people were not prepared for, or a couple other people who have come in here and there and the little gimmicky crap. And once they catch on to it, you know, they, they sort of take away their ability to change the game. Brock Purdy didn't have some sort of, you know, sparkle or some sort of crazy thing that he could do. He was just for, for a rookie to walk in, be so composed and just keep with the flow of the game and not miss obvious reads down the field and not miss wide open receivers. And, you know, all the stuff that um, Justin Fields is doing that I, I don't understand why he wasn't just a gimme as the number one quarterback this year. And then I understand the injury factors in and all that, but uh,
0: you guys see, had a, a tough the solid- matchup to start. You do see it all the time in the NFL, though, where draft position does matter and it does hold, right or wrong, and I think wrong for the most part, but Tom Brady would say it all the time that even his first couple of years in the league, like the fact that he was such a late-round draft pick, people just did never thought it was legit. Like just the perception of being such a late-round draft pick gives people doubts in your abilities, which is crazy because it really is just, you know, I think the difference between a truly elite NFL player and, you know, a very good or somebody that's draftable is pretty small, but it's just obviously on the margins, you can really see it. But at the same time, it's like the level and skill is not as crazy as one might believe. There's a lot of amazing players that go undrafted. But anyway, that's a whole topic. Um As far as it goes, I mean, I agree with you. When they brought in Sam Darnold, I thought he was going to, I thought Kyle Shanahan was just going to turn Sam Darnold into an elite quarterback, which I'm sure will happen if he has to start at some point anyway. Kyle Shanahan, just, you know, miracle maker. Um, As far as the Giants go, I mean, you can see the, I I think everything you guys said is correct. Uh, You would know better than me as Giants fans. But to me, as an outsider, that defense looks very suspect. My final sort of take on it was they did a lot of work last year with you know and dan you and i have talked about this but short routes uh kind of things that easy reads for daniel jones stuff like that and they did take the handcuffs off him a little bit at the end and he did pretty well but i mean that stuff was always going to get on tape and what i'm seeing is i'm seeing defenses somewhat daring you guys to take the top off a little more than maybe you might see with a team like kansas city who we'll get on to but i see defenses kind of daring you guys to take the top off a little bit and you're just you know whether Daniel Jones isn't taking those throws, or whether the receivers aren't good enough to really exploit that, uh, I think that a lot of teams are.
2: Like Would you say that, I do think I do think a lot of secondaries do not respect the Giants receiver room in terms of like being a big big threat at all? Because yeah, you know, even in that Dallas game, one of the other reason Jones got took so many hits is he had nowhere to throw the football. I mean, nobody was getting open. Cowboys' secondary was like a blank, uh, receiver. And the only receiver who's in any sort of showed any sort of uh, ability to get separation on that team is Jalen Hyatt, who seriously was absent from the game plan on Thursday night. So, until like, I think until it's going to kind of rely on him taking a big step and really taking the train wheels off like Jones throw the ball deep. But Jones really doesn't have time to throw the ball deep because the offensive line's been so bad, also. So, there's a lot going wrong there. Uh, all the Thibodeau talk, I'm with you there, Ross. I mean, he definitely Grant, runs his mouth a lot, um, has not backed it up as much as he needs to. But he's the same thing that we keep saying. There's times where he looks awesome, but the consistency. His team lacks consistency. Eventually, it's going to fall in the coaching staff. And they probably have till this season to figure it out, my opinion. Because the team doesn't stay consistent by the end of the season. Then there's something wrong with how the team's being cooked. And that means you got to get rid of the chef, and the head coach is the chef. That's all there is to it. Um and then what and the other issue in passwords do oh, is already hurt again. Dude is already hurt again. Yeah. So yeah, it's just very it's very frustrating. The defense has once again shown at times to be a really good defense. Um, but just gives up the big plays too much and is just wildly inconsistent. So no, he's just the squad. Utterly maddening to watch.
0: Yeah. Um in terms of things being maddening to watch, uh, Ross, do you have any final thoughts on the Giants before we move on to the New York Football Jets? Which is mm-hmm. not a thing we say.
3: Yeah, I mean, we are somehow favoured in our game against the, the Seahawks on Monday Night Football. I, I don't understand how. I don't, I don't see us matching up well really against them. Yes, at is home. But, that's uh, why. That's yeah, yeah but right. I, I, I don't see where the big home advantage is for us at the moment. Um, I mean, that home advantage worked out well when we lost 40-0 in the opening game of the season. So, um. Yeah, we'll see. But I said, I, yeah, I just, I just it's,
2: hope they do find a lot of distance. The, of the, the West Coast teams historically struggle when they come to the East
0: Coast. Dan, you and Ross should do a gambling pod.
2: Oh, that would be a fun time. <laughs> I'll just yeah, show up would. on
0: it and say smash the under on the Jets score. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be my prediction. Because uh, that one came true. Oh, God, I almost don't even want to. I mean, I'm going to have to talk about this game just a little bit. but um, Yes, you are. Jets Patriots, uh, I'm looking for the score. I know the score, but it was fifteen to, to ten. What a fucking score that was. Um listen,
2: your I, your boomer celebrity fans have had some great reactions. Fireman Edge, Job. Oh I expect you to be I expect you to be right on par with your boomer celebrity fans.
0: I'm not like that. Okay, so here's the fucking deal. <laughs> you go on. <laughs> no, if anything, I'd have to do oh, my man. My New York was, accent's not that good, damn. My boss yeah, I was gonna say that was just my, a little too you know.
1: much Boston accent there. Hey,
2: yeah. Yo, bro, bro, um, bro. Zach Wilson <laughs> is terrible. Bro,
0: bro.
1: This is <laughs> perfect. You need a pair
0: of wraparound goes? sunglasses. You're in your car screaming at a camera phone. Like you need a pair of wraparound sunglasses right now to <laughs> Complete this guy yeah, Listen, I feel very
2: targeted by that statement.
0: I feel very targeted by that statement. You
1: guys got to recognize Zach Wilson ain't the, ain't the solution. You 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 all got to no. move on here.
0: All right, I'll do my rant in my Boston accent. It won't make any fucking sense because we just lost the Patriots. Dude, this fucking guy, okay, he's out of here. He's fucking just trying to, he's dropping back, okay? He's got plenty of fucking protection. All he does is he fucking drops back there. He holds onto the ball, and then he takes the goddamn fucking check down. That's all I got, and he didn't uh, even do that. that I'm sorry. No, oh, exactly. he takes the. He, he, <laughs> he, like, Robert, dude. <laughs> like I, he, I watched he him. He drops back there. He stands there. He looks around a little bit. He got great protection against Matthew Judon. He got. He was not pressured as often as you'd think. He got sacked a bunch. He got hit a bunch because he held onto the ball. Somebody released the stats, and it, you know how the people do like the little X Y axis graph, and it was like held on to the ball the longest, and it's like everyone else is over here, and Zach Wilson's over here, and then like still took the fucking check down. Guy sucks. I'm sorry. Seems like a nice guy. Maybe he's not. I don't know. Who cares? Um, I
1: have he's to not good that. enough.
0: I, I there's have a no, question. There's, go ahead.
1: When you guys went from Sam Darnold to Zach Wilson, did you guys say, you look like my next mistake? Or... Did that, uh, no, no. I, I,
2: I, 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 just, I
0: mean, I thought, I thought Zach Wilson I, I was going to be good. I and you know what? Here's what I missed. I by thought the way, he was going to be good. And you know what? It was Dan. It's because he had the best offensive line in the country. Because when Zach Wilson has all day to throw and there's no signs of pressure, he's actually a very high. Except for against the Patriots, apparently, he's actually pretty good. Um, they always yeah. say the PFF guys always say you judge a quarterback by their numbers, uh, not under pressure because everybody's numbers are bad under pressure, just, you know, varying levels of bad. But Zach Wilson's numbers under pressure and in a clean pocket are just like the opposite. So he, You know what it is? He breaks that rule. But what we missed at BYU was he has happy feet, even in a clean pocket. He can sit back there in a clean pocket and he'll scramble out of it, even if there's no pressure, because... It's just not that good. He can't handle that sort of quick decision-making process. He needs a little extra time. And you know what? I wouldn't make a good NFL quarterback because I can look at a play for 10 minutes and come up with the right solution, but a quarterback has to look at it for about half a second and come up with the right answer. It's a very hard position. So Zach Wilson, though. Maybe Sam the Darnold's safety.
1: better. No excuse.
0: It's well, like, no, again.
1: And there were guys open the on The minute play, too. you felt somebody on your neck, you couldn't throw it at the feet of one of one of the thousand people that were wide open yeah. that you obviously missed in your reads. Like, so here's what's that
0: ball all the way through. Come on. Here's what's frustrating. We took Zach Wilson probably in hindsight should have traded that pick and taken, you know, beefed up a little bit around Sam Darnold. Cause you know, Sam Darnold probably about the same. Um, actually, no, Sam Darnold's probably better than Zach Wilson, which is what's crazy. Uh, I, I'm convinced that Woody Johnson has told them there jobs are all safe if they tank this season because there's no other potential reasoning for why they're just going to roll with, Oh, I did just get an alert. The Jets signed Trevor Simeon to the practice squad. So, uh, <laughs> that just popped up on my phone. As I was saying, there's no
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, like I fucking Christmas this. miracle. We, we oh, were supposed to be watching Aaron Rodgers. We were supposed to be watching Aaron fucking Rodgers, and then we're dealing with just another year of this shit. I don't even want to talk about the Jets anymore. They fucking suck, dude. And you know what fucking rules? Okay, let's talk about it. You got fucking Travis Kelsey up there, and you got fucking Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Did you see a space? When they were leaving the stadium, he just had that look of like oh he was exactly. looking at that video of them walking by and they both say yeah. hi. He gives the cameraman a glare, like, don't fuck this up for me, man. Like it's so <laughs> good.
3: <laughs>
0: so I will say, the, we the have noted she's breakup Noted, Chiefs, breakup album noted Taylor heavy. Swift fan Jared here to uh break it down for us. So Jared, what are your thoughts on uh you think the breakup
2: about the Chiefs? Jared? Where you go? Do you think the breakup album, like the album cover is gonna be her in a Raiders jersey?
1: <laughs> well, it uh it certainly won't be in a Broncos jersey because I don't even think Broncos fans want a Broncos jersey. Yeah, but, right. <laughs> um
2: They're back to like remember that Simpsons episode where Homer becomes Max Power and he wishes for, for the Dallas Cowboys, but instead he, finds it in Denver <laughs> he goes, oh, the Denver Broncos. He goes, "Ah, the Denver Broncos! And that's the only meme I could think. That's all I could think about the whole day when I saw the Dallas I don't mind.
1: know. But anyway,
2: if, continue if, with the Chiefs.
1: All I could say is if him having her around is going to lead to more 30- and 40-point victories, then he needs to just walk up to her and say, Marry me, Juliet, because... I think playing
2: the Bears will lead to more 40-point victories.
1: Well, listen, it it was a good game. Um, They did a lot more running. Imagine that. I I feel like some podcast talked about how they should have been running more. I don't remember which one that was, but it was one of the sports podcasts. Um but they ran and ran and ran and they used all of them. Sky Moore was in there wrestling um, not a sports Edwards Alaire Ed- Edwards Alaire is still a waste of a draft pick to me, but um McKinnon McKinnon got in there and of course Pacheco um I can never not root for Pacheco, but um
0: is that how you say his name? I've only seen it on my fantasy list. Yeah. And so I say Isaiah, uh,
1: Isaiah Pacheco went to, That's went to right high off. school in Vineland, New Jersey, went to Rutgers university and then went straight to Casey and it, awesome pick. Um, but I mean, look at that. They did a lot of running and it opened up plenty of passing opportunities did have like a little bit of a calm the fuck on moment when uh the defender rolled onto the back of Mahomes' ankle, but uh saw that clearly it had minimal impact because he came back out in the second half and just continued to just ball out. Um I have a question. Sure.
0: Go for Is it. Taylor Swift gonna be at the Meadowlands or uh whatever uh the air conditioning in the Meadowlands swamp? <laughs> MetLife Stadium I
1: I don't think so. I think that, I feel like that was a uh
0: that would sell tickets. opportunity. I saw somebody wrote uh Taylor Swift is just getting into the NFL to check on her stadiums during their off seasons. Cuz you know she tours and sells out the stadiums. Um she had just recently played Arrowhead too. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, oh, I will say great. uh I I have to give a huge resounding to NFL on Fox. Um, I understand the game was kind of a runaway. I get that. Um, But I was so excited the night before when I looked on the Fox local channel and I saw that the Chiefs game was on there and I was very excited. And then they just decided halfway through to just cut away and go to the Dallas Cowboys getting – smacked around by the Cardinals, which was fantastic. Don't get me wrong. Love watching that. Um, Yes, we all do. But that's not why I turned Fox on. And I don't like watching NFL on Fox. I'm a CBS guy, and I was very upset by that. Um, Matt, I will say uh, we have Blaine Gabbert, if you would like Blaine Gabbert as your QB, um, because he looked like
0: trash. I want Mike White back. Hey, put him in. Give me back Mike White. He well, even, even fucking Mike White threw a touchdown this weekend. Yeah. What the fuck? Something um, Zach Wilson. You well, and I could have thrown the
2: touchdown against the Broncos this weekend, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, game, that game was absolutely wild. We have to talk about that a little bit. Um,
2: Dolphins 70, Broncos time. 20.
0: That's what? The
2: fourth 70 game, I believe, in league history. The fourth one, I believe. Yeah. I think Um, the Dolphins
1: Dolphins had the chance to score the most points in an NFL game, and they took the knee instead. So that's what's even funnier, right?
0: I stand by that is more of a fuck you to McDaniel is giving more of a fuck you in a way to Sean Payton. Because if they take the point, like if I'm Sean Payton and I'm on that side of it, I'm like, cool. At this point, just set the fucking record against us. Like, just do it. I just... Whatever, who cares? But instead, he takes a knee with a clear chance to set the record, and it's almost more of a middle finger. I really like McDaniel. Um,
2: I too. I, said, I like what I, he's doing down
0: there. Dan, you'll probably appreciate this comparison more than the West Ham fans did in the group message that Ross and I are in, but I would say he's the uh, Ange Pastacoglu of the NFL. Think about it this way. Very likable guy. Um, always seems to just have it together, like no matter no matter when things get poor he always seems to just sort of calm everybody down and like last season things went badly for the dolphins they lost every quarterback on their roster at one point uh they were going pretty poorly and they still recovered made the playoffs and you know gave the bills a run for their money and now they're 3 and 0 what a 4 and 0 3 and 0 where are we i don't even care um they're undefeated and
2: they're a very good football team arguably and arguably better than buffalo
0: yeah I mean, he went down there though, and yeah. he said he was going to create. He wanted to create a track meet. He had a vision, and that's what they've done. I mean, that team is just a nightmare to face. Um,
2: and Waddle isn't even playing. Waddle's not even out there yet.
3: No, it's absolute insanity. I mean, if Hill the, the, went Sunday, up, the Sunday game between the Bills and Dolphins is going to be really, it's such a shame they can't move that they can't flex that to Sunday night.
0: It's such a shame. And we, uh, Dan Ross and I, looked up the rules. Basically, they can't start flexing until Week Five they get two flexes from week 5 to 11 so it's week 4 so fucking goddamn jets chiefs has to be sunday night football um yes. so i have to stay up late to watch my to just watch yeah it doesn't even matter uh bills dolphins is the game of the week for sure that's going to be and that's going to be a oh, great come showdown on. you don't think
1: bears broncos
0: at 1 p.m. eastern time is going to be the game of the week yeah, but 1 p.m. is the trash hole time. That's where you're supposed to put all the bad teams. You're supposed to have the you're supposed to have the bad teams at 1 p.m. I know cuz the Jets have been at 1 p.m. for the last 10 years.
2: Maybe one good game. Put at yeah. 1 p.m. Yeah. Um yeah, are we seeing the Bears? They're the worst team in the league, right? The Bears?
0: I think we're yeah. worse.
2: But the Bears are the worst team in the league or the Broncos? No, I think the, the
0: Broncos.
1: The I think Boston the Broncos. Boston, Boston, I
2: Boston. think the Broncos. I think the Jets are worse than both. Bad.
1: No way, the
3: Jets at you least have
1: Jets, a solid no,
2: defense.
3: Yeah, the yeah, Jets no, have at least got the Jets not, have at least got some be, talent. I don't know what I don't know what yeah. the Bears have got to offer. They don't even know what they're doing. They've got no idea how to use the quarterback that they've got that they spent a you know a high draft pick on. I mean, this I does have a little bit of the Jets that. as well, but yeah, the Jets didn't want to have to use their high draft. Pick. You know, they've given up on him already. I mean, the Jets, the Bears, sorry, have got you know a running quarterback who can run probably better than any quarterback I've seen probably in the last ten years. And they don't like to let him run. They want to make him pass, which has never been his strong point. They just have, seem to have no idea what they're doing. They seem so clueless. And I actually feel sorry for someone like a DJ Moore who's gone out there and probably plays. He's you know, yeah. <laughs> probably be doing a hell of a better job playing out still with uh, trying to help out Bryce Young or, or now Andy Dawson instead. And, uh, yeah, he's got to sit there and, and he's trying to persuade Justin Fields to come off the field because he got hit again. You know so what?
2: Mooney's a decent player too. He's a decent receiver too, but... There's just no other talents on that squad. The coaching isn't using the team, right? And ownership of that team is brutal. It's like the three whammies, and they and they fail, amazingly fail, at all three of, of the most important parts of the team. You know, you have to have good ownership because that's such a culture. You have to have good coaching because that's who calls the plays. You have to have good players because that's who has to play. And they suck at all three. All fucking three. It is brutal. Brutal.
0: I, yeah, you're right. They are worse than the Jets because of that defense specifically, and that's really the Thank only you. reason. It's just it's so painful to watch your team get stop after stop, and then move the ball three yards, and then take a sack or something like you know. But anyway, I digress. We're done with the Jets.
3: But um, just just quickly just to quickly finish the Jets. Don't There aren't many teams in the league that could lose a franchise quarterback. Aaron Rodgers going to be a future Hall of Fame. You know, former MVP. There aren't. Many, if any, teams that could lose that level of quarterback and then still be really good. It just doesn't. There's a reason it's that true. those guys are paid the money that they are and that they are the heads of the franchise because they are that good. You know, if the Chiefs lost Mahomes, you know, I know, Chad Henney came in last year in the playoff game and slung it about a little bit and did all right. But if the Chiefs actually lost Mahomes for a prolonged period of time, like like the Jets, Harry Rogers, or if the Bills lost Josh Allen or Hertz was lost from the Eagles, they would all be bad. You know, they they don't you know, they've obviously got, all got different strengths and different ways that they play, but if you're losing that level of quarterback, the drop off is immense to that to sort of you know, to your backup and whatever. So yes, the Jets are gonna have a bad season, but I don't think they're a bad team. I just think they're in a bad situation at the moment. And I think if Rogers can come back healthy next season, maybe you know, maybe it's a year too late, but yeah, they, they can still be good next year. But don't you know, don't you don't need to cry every Sunday. Just remember next year it might be okay i'm still gonna cry every sunday um okay that's right
0: you know other reasons i just
1: want to throw out there one more thing before we get too far away from the bears because i know you usually want to run away from the grenade but (laughs) i saw the guy on instagram that i love sending you guys stuff benchwarmer brand and he does his little skits with the teams and the players and he basically said that uh they're going to do the the bears broncos game is going to be a relegation game and whoever loses that game is going to be swapped with somebody from the uh the afl or the usfl or whatever the XFL. The, XFL. The XFL Would, which, which the is, rumor has the it merger. yeah rumor has it the usfl and yeah. xfl are talking merger
0: we spend a lot of time That's on smart. this podcast talking about bad teams we need to we need to get some – Jared's – it's good Jared's here today because, you know, his team's good. But, um, yeah. Uh, I listen.
2: can't wait until the Taylor, the Taylor Swift 1989 jersey becomes the top-selling jersey in the
0: NFL. Uh, oh, my God. it's good! In the, the Swifties are going to buy KC jerseys, too. And you know what? Oh, Kelsey's
2: oh already, Jared. Chelsea's already got the bump. Chelsea's already got a huge bump today. All the Swifties yeah. are buying up his jerseys. it's already got the bump. They already released it.
1: Already
0: oh, my now. God. So, They're going to be America's team because of Taylor Swift. I, I do oh, not. You're the new only oh my I, you're the they're going to unseat the Cowboys only because of Taylor Swift and nothing.
2: There's no other factors. New they're really, they're new Nobody cares you're about
0: Mahomes.
1: Nobody cares. So about, he, here's here's what I say, right? So
2: you're going to put a roof on your stadium, so God can watch his new favorite team? It's like the Cowboys. <laughs> for the
0: How can you have Swifties God. in the elements? You can't do it. Well, they need to toughen up
1: even if they are 12-year-old <laughs> girls. So, listen, all right, don't blame me. Love made me crazy. So my wife said something wife that I'm I'm like 99% sure that she was trying to troll me, but part of me thinks she was actually kind of serious with it. She's like, so after that game, she's like, honestly, I think Taylor Swift is the reason why Travis Kelsey is popular. And, and she was sitting over here, and I'm looking at the TV, and I just went, <laughs> what the fuck did you just say? I said, like, it took that minute to process the words That's that awesome. came in my ear and went through my brain. That's quality. And I could feel, like, the verbal buckshot bouncing around in my skull. And I went, whenever people recently talk about the best in NFL history – I said, in the last couple of years, coincidentally, as he's been playing with Mahomes, I said, he's been in the conversation of by the time he retires, he'll be the best tight end in NFL history. I said, that was like Taylor Swift wasn't even a conversation at that point. What? And she's like, no, no. The only reason I said, plus he had, albeit one of the worst ones ever, he had a dating show. He's been doing commercial spots, promos, all this other stuff. What? So that's where part of me believes she was trolling me, but just no, that Jared, statement just hurt my brain so I mean, Taylor's bad. Taylor's
0: a first ballot Hall Jared. of Famer at her chosen <laughs> chosen job. And
2: yeah, you know. A first, she's a first ballot she's a Hall of Famer, there's no doubt about it. Um I Jared, just know there's only one thing you said wrong that whole thing. You said 99% sure. Just know that everybody 100% is trolling
0: you right now. 100%. And she was definitely trolling you there. And that was good on her. Tell her we all... Yeah, clap for Jared. No,
1: because I, like I said, I don't condone domestic violence, but I almost was brought to domestic violence, but then I realized if I do that, we are never ever getting back together. (laughs)
0: All right. All right.
1: And that's all I'm doing uh, with this episode. That's it. No more.
0: That was very Can I, uh, can I propose review. a
1: topic change?
0: Um, what do you
1: want to change the topic to? Well, are, are, let me first ask are we done with the NFL? I'm uh, good on the
0: NFL. I just wanted to ask okay. when do we start to have the discussion of Tua being an elite quarterback? No. Okay. He's one well, concussion well, away well, from retirement. Well, it? Okay. Let's uh let's yeah, we'll revisit planning. that. I just want to plant the seed on that as a topic. I mean exactly. Austin and I interact a lot with a Dolphins fan who also doesn't think two is elite but thinks he's in that next tier, which I'd agree with right now. But I'm starting, I agree with that. I'm, I'm I'm starting to wonder what at what point do we start to think of putting him in that other tier? But let's uh let's see how the rest of the year plays out. Um
2: let's, let's win
3: let's win some more games, let's win some playoff games and then we'll the same that do it consistently for a long period.
1: Yeah that's i'll 100% agree with that
2: the Holmes is on year 5 of like he's amazing
1: okay jared yeah. you want i still it, say it sounds like
2: you have
0: another topic you want to cover
1: he's he's one concussion away from it doesn't matter how good he is he's out of the yeah. league so
2: Well, oh, but th- that's almost every quarterback in the nfl no but
1: he's after last year he's legit. Oh, yeah i know he's got but
2: every every yeah. player in the league is one yeah no
1: for away. sure but he got his chimes wrong. What? Twice last year? Three times?
2: He's got to know when to go down. He's got to know when to. He's got to take his. old he's to know when to take the slide. And
0: Which he's doing this line. year. He's getting rid of the ball fast.
3: Exactly. He's, that.
0: he's exactly. getting rid of the ball exactly. faster than anybody the in the league that. through the first few games. Definitely faster than Zach Wilson. That's yeah. Sure. Well, a lot of people are faster <laughs> than Zach Wilson. Um. Uh. Yeah.
1: Okay. So Jared, so before I
0: move on to my I other know. topics, it sounds like you have something you want to hit on.
1: So I will preface by saying. I have not been an, a devout following person for many years um mainly because I feel like the sport has gotten very prima donna-ish from the last time I was really an avid follower but I just want to say the magic number is 3 and I'm very excited because I like having more than one team that doesn't suck at any given time
0: oh it's man. a very oh, nice yeah, feeling you are an Orioles, Orioles fan.
1: I forgot about that. Like yeah. I, and and I'll be bro. honest, like, what really kind of reignited it this year was uh, my son was finally old enough to play at the Ripken experience, which is part of his little oh, baseball empire.
2: Yeah. And yeah.
1: so the cool thing about it is, well, they're almost done converting all the fields to turf, but their miniature versions, well, miniature versions of all the fields um obviously the flagship being camden yards and the on-site hotels are actually the the warehouse on the side but the miniature yankee stadium is not miniature because it's actually literally dimension for dimension the field surface is dimension for dimension the same as yankee stadium but that's for the old
2: there's a mini Yankee Stadium down
1: there now. Yeah. So the one in Aberdeen, oh, cool. Maryland. So, and it's yeah, that.
2: I'm turned by the one on the highway. Yeah. The so the, the,
1: the measurements, it, it doesn't have like the white archways and everything, but the actual field measurements and the fence distances, um, the distance from home plate to behind that into the wall, it's all the exact same as Yankee Stadium.
2: That makes sense. because Yankee Stadium
1: is a fucking little league stadium. So. Yeah, so like the does make sense. I think I think little that league field dimensions. is for like the fourteen and fifteen year old kids. So when the fourteen and fifteen year old kids play, they can literally play on Yankee Stadium field. So yeah, I get your point. Nice. But yeah. when we went down there, I was doing a lot of research into. We were talking about going down and seeing a Yankee game or a Yankee game. Jesus Christ, an Orioles game while we were down there in Aberdeen, because Aberdeen to Baltimore was like a 25-minute drive. Unfortunately, they were on the road at that point, so we wouldn't have been able to see the game down there. But I stumbled across Mount Castle and Santander and all these, and then I watched the Home Run Derby, and then just started really following. And I'm like, wow, they like a lot of young, young guys. And actually, one of the guys... One of the other parents at my older son's karate school pointed out: Look at uh, the three teams, three of the teams that are on top in the AL this year, were the bottom in each of their respective divisions three years ago, or two? I'm sorry, two years ago, 2021.
2: Well, the Orioles. I mean, this is the this is the fruition of what has been a long-term, oh, five-year yeah. rebuild. And that's just paying off. We knew these players have been down in their farms for a long time, and now it's just paying. And they just keep calling up prospect, top prospect this season. Pros, 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 pros. So they're, they're they're kind of following the Rays format, you know. They're realizing they're a small market team, and I'm sure they're going to sell most of these players to the Yankees, Dodgers, Cubs, and Mets at some point, you know. But and those will rebuild because they, they they do player development right, and that's what like the Mets are finally starting to figure out too. Is player Even if you're it's a big part of yeah, player development is the most important aspect of of running a baseball squad. Look at the Braves, look at the Yankees in their prime in the 90s, look at the Dodgers, look at that Cubs World Series run, look at even when the Mets went to the World Series in 20, Was it 2015 we went to the World Series? I mean, that was all homegrown players for the most part outside of the Cespedes trade and a few others. So it's finally just paid off for the Oreos and they got somebody in charge there who ran that organization the way a small market organization should run in major league baseball. And you're starting to see it pay off now. Now they are better than the Yankees who are leaning too much on analytics nowadays. They are better than the Red Sox. I don't know what the fuck is going on up there. Um Oh you know, I can talk about that a little bit. To, I don't need to Yeah you know, the Blue Jays will, we'll get to the Blue Jays or oh you can get to the Red Sox and the Blue Jays have been a disappointment. You know, they're supposed to be an elite team and they're not. You know, so and then the Rays somehow just they keep doing it and doing it. And now the Royals are right there with them. And I love because I love when small market teams do good. Even though I'm a big market fan and I my team is run by the richest guy in the whole league. I love when small market teams are successful. Like it, it hurt that the Royals beat the Mets in that World Series because the Royals winning the World Series is awesome in my eyes.
0: Yeah, I that I'm still not over that one fully, but um I agree with you. It was cool that the Royals won, especially after losing the year before. It's so rare you see a team. Lose game seven and then come back and win the whole thing the next season. Um, yeah. I mean, baseball, it's good. I haven't been paying much attention because the Mets have been absolute dog shit. Uh, and for I a think while now. For a little while. Yeah. Uh, let's come on though, because I wanted to chat. A- I wanted to get Dan's thought on the North London Derby. Um, so Arsenal two, Tottenham two. Uh, I thought a good point for Tottenham and a worse point yeah. for Arsenal. Is my yes. argument. Yes,
2: agree. You, you've nailed that I think your thoughts on it were right that Arsenal, like, you know, the XG I thought was right on, especially with the first 30 minutes when Arsenal dominated. Um, and those are the only 30 minutes in the match that I missed because I was originally supposed to watch it on tape delay, but then my mom canceled her birthday breakfast on me. So I'd already missed the first half hour. And then I accidentally spoiled myself in the score. So I just went back to watch. It, and it only recorded for It was annoying. I missed I thought, the first half an hour. That's how it all
0: went down. I thought when Rice came off, actually, uh, and it looks like hopefully his injury is not too oh, bad. I know he's been na- dealing with the calf injury, but it looked like a back injury. They said uh, hopefully it's yeah. not too long. But it, I I felt like when he came off, it got way more chaotic, and but Tottenham had a really nice spell.
2: Yeah, he's really like he really is like the Lynchman that Arsenal team early on. Rice. Like, he is like what is he's like the glue over there, and. uh, yeah, the minute he yeah. went off, it's like Arsenal didn't know what to do anymore. They didn't know how to play through the ball anymore, and Tottenham really were clinical on their chances. They had big chances. I mean, Son had that first goal was beautiful, beautiful bit of football by Madison.
0: I thought um, Madison was going to take it on his left foot and shoot it, but he played Sun in instead, and it was a yeah, yeah.
2: nice, beautiful, play. beautiful, beautiful display. Yeah, and um, then the second play. What did you think of the penalty? First, uh, uh, the handball, yeah. I, I, I just so I mean. I guess it's yeah i don't somebody said it best i think it was arteta said it after was it Arteta that said? i don't know what's a handball maybe it was andre i don't know one of them said after match. i don't know what's a handball what's not a handball it might have been a different mandarin another i think movie, it was i know I,
0: I think it was big Ange said that it was big no, no, the thing is the thing but is i don't know
3: multiple managers football. over multiple games every week that's not just uh it's yeah, not it's just, just yeah, you're yeah, right yeah, now that's coming yeah, from yeah, multiple it's, people it's, it's
2: so, <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a handball. It, he had his hand up, and it would have went in the goal.
0: It would have went in the goal. That's the key. That's the key for me as to why I'm okay with that one being called. Uh, the one, the one against Wolves was pretty shameful. Um, I mean, the ball like bounced off his thigh, and you know, hit the guy's arm. Like I always thought that was never a handball, at least under the modern rules. If it bounces I mean, off the, the only one part of your body that
3: it went anywhere near his arm is because it bounced off his thigh and deflected upwards. Other than that. Exactly, when he was because His arm was up in the air because he just jumped forwards. So that one, yeah, that one was very harsh, and Gary O'Neill was uh, understandably very upset about that. But yeah, the, um, yeah, I don't really think you can argue too much with the Romero one, and yeah. he sort of half argued his case, and then when the referee came back after looking at the uh, looking at VAR, he just he accepted it. I don't, I don't really think that he he thought it was. In yeah, the game, there's like, not much of a fight you can make. That. Yeah, there's really no.
2: I'm not bad at it. And those Spurs fans that are upset about it, I'm not sure why, but I look at it like this, you know, yeah, Arsenal won the XG, but I think Spurs, especially once Rice went off, played the match they wanted to play. They controlled as much as they wanted to control. They capitalized on two great opportunities, almost had a third one. I mean, they were they were an excellent save from uh, Raya away from winning this match three to two. Um, but they, but at the same time, Arsenal was a missed hit from uh, oh, who hit the miss hit for over the goal um earlier i forget who it was but they were missing away from i think it was jesus from it was jesus, i'm pretty three. sure yeah uh, and then uh but at the same time arsenal's first goal was a kind of a fluky-ish bounce off of romero Their second goal wasn't just to open play, so spurs are that close to winning this match 2-0 also so i guess thought it was a good point for spurs a spur a, a, a point they they deserved i think arsenal deserved a point too and that was—I know Jared hates it—but that was a match that should have ended in a draw. A draw was the right result there.
0: Ross, what do you think?
3: Yeah, I—I th- I think that's fair. I don't really think you can argue argue much with that. Um, I think Arsenal obviously had had a lot of possession. I think if Arsenal had like a proper out-and-out striker, I think they possibly possibly would have would have won that game. But in fact, talking about Arsenal forwards. And Ketia was really lucky not to have got sent off. That was a terrible challenge. He should have been sent off. I mean, he's lucky that the Tottenham goalkeeper sort of managed to lift his leg off just as he's crossed into it. But yeah, I mean, that could have been a leg break. That was such a bad tackle. And you're
0: talking to like number one Eddie and Ketia fan over here. I am a big fan of his, but you know, I love players like that. Well, you may not know, but Dan probably does. Um, Yeah, yeah, the
1: players are going to play, play, play. And the haters are just going to hate, hate, hate.
0: I like how you muted for while we started talking about soccer, and then you unmuted just for that.
2: (laughs) He did. He is so. That's my guy. That's my guy. I love it. He is so in. He loves Taylor.
1: No, No, I I can't Taylor, but
2: look at him. His face is
0: turning red
1: because he loves her. I hate
2: KJ reference this episode.
1: Because I'm I'm trying to
0: have a little fun with it. Because otherwise, it makes me me want to throw up. His face
2: is turning red.
0: Taylor's version.
2: I mean, why on. is that, dude? Travis Kelsey is a is a great football player. He's now dating a, a successful, attractive pop star. Like, he's only gonna help, dude. They're gonna become the new super couple.
1: He's scoring sixes on and off the field.
2: That sure is, man. Oh boy, man, good for him. Um, on that note, I
1: I do need to split out because some of us actually have to do real work. So, oh, well, I can't talk um, about the
0: community. <laughs> God forbid. I have to
1: oh fine i'll stick around no fine. you don't have to i was just <laughs> kidding
2: because
1: <laughs> no, okay. I, I have nothing i have nothing to offer on it so uh we're not gonna and go and i look forward to discussing
2: jared you still watch rugby you would
1: love it <sighs> i have a barely enough time all right we'll discuss week four bye jared i want to see a bounce back for the new york teams please
0: it will happen sorry. yeah you want to see it bounce back yeah, against your team back again. I didn't say
2: this so week you, guys. you
0: guys. are right. not okay. <laughs> Listen,
2: a bounce back for your team would be... Zach Wilson versus Patrick Mahomes this weekend. That just hit me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a bounce back for Zach Wilson this week would actually be passing the ball to his receiver. So,
3: all right, that's all I'm going to say maybe, maybe just Maybe just throw for a touchdown. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> one.
2: Um, I six. think the team is going to be first off at the Dolphins. Them, and they're going
1: to score 77 this week yeah they're going to 73 here it comes
0: all right guys i'll see you next week
1: bye jared, see
2: you, jared. Later, dude. all right so
0: final thoughts on the north london derby only other thing i, I was impressed by with spurs and i keep i hate this because i like your manager and i keep ending up saying nice things about your stupid club um but <laughs> i really was impressed with how Arsenal said nice things about
2: on- boys this whole time
0: you have said nice things about Moyes. I give you credit yes. for that. Um, even when even when the going got bad, you and I were on this podcast defending David Moyes somehow. You would never, you on the back of the internet, you could find our podcast defending David Moyes after the Newcastle yep. loss last season. Um, anyway, uh, I will say I loved that they stuck with their plan. Um, you know, they played their style and Arsenal's press looked pretty good at the beginning and they looked like it looked a little shaky from Tottenham, but they still stuck Everyone with did. it. A lot of teams would have uh, started just kicking it deep. So good on them. Um,
2: yeah. remember I mean, said that in the first week, I said, I'm interested to see how the system holds up against big six clubs who also press. And they found a way to get the point and they found a way to have a positive match. So that's a very... Exciting thing to build on before we get to play Liverpool this
0: weekend. Well, and that brings us on to uh, Liverpool three, West Ham one. Um, my quick thoughts on it: I thought the scoreline was the proper scoreline. I thought West Ham did well in the first half. Um, ultimately, though, Liverpool overran us, and I, they look like they're back. What do you guys think, Liverpool?
3: I think I think like a lot of the times in the Premier League, it's fine lines. I mean, we had we had. Three or four maybe good chance in the first half, and we took one. And yeah. then we made a couple of little mistakes. They capitalised on it, and that's the difference of the game. And, yeah, we didn't, you know, like, a bit like what we said about the the Man City game the week before. I mean, we didn't get absolutely played off the park. Liverpool are a better team. We were competitive. We were in the game. We did show flashes. We had stages where we were on top, but they took their chances and we didn't. And they capital, capitalised on our mistakes, and they didn't make any mistakes. And that's just, you know, that that's the differences, those little, you know, those fine lines between and whether you're going to hold up or not. And yeah, you know, like like with Man City the week before, except not as bad, but yeah, they're just, they're just better and they were better. And the only way you're going to go away to Anfield and actually get something from the game is if you, you know, if you don't make those mistakes and you do take your chances and we just didn't. I mean, I'm not going to listen to all that rubbish about oh the, the refs at Anfield and stuff like that. It's not, it's not a thing. They were just, they were just better than us. And they took, you know, there was obviously nothing wrong with the penalty Salah just quicker than a grid He brought him down as a penalty. There's nothing to argue about. And yeah, I just think that they are better. They play better. And we just didn't do just enough. And it still shows there is obviously that, that big gap between us and the top six or seven teams where, you know, we're just, we're not, you know, we're not quite there yet. And we're still a, we're still a fair ways off of being there.
0: The noise you just heard was, uh, After Ross said he doesn't want to talk about the refs, me crossing Chris Kavanaugh off the running order. Um, I will say uh, I agree with you for the most part. Obviously, the penalty was the penalty. I also don't think it was a penalty against Bowen. Like, I've watched that enough times, and I just think I would feel like
3: that was harsh if it was given against us. Um, I think it's one of those ones, as a West Ham fan, you take it, but you knew that you were getting a little bit of a gift if it was given. So I wasn't, yeah, I I can kind Um, of, yeah. If it was given against us, you'd be fuming I'd be fuming,
0: yeah. The one that got me, though, was uh, Antonio was just getting fouled so bad. And this happens every week. It's like Premier League refs have decided that you cannot fail, uh, foul Mikhail Antonio. You just – I don't know what it is, but on their this goal, is, on their second goal – I mean,
3: so Let's talk it's
0: about this. Good. Go ahead. I'm going to go Ross you first. You I talked
2: now. about the Antonio thing. I'm
3: sorry, I'm sorry.
0: No. Sorry, Ross. You were in the middle of the I sentence, remember. and then I'll yeah. Then so this we'll
3: this this used to happen with Andy Carroll years ago, and I feel yes, like this is did. what happens sometimes with sort of the big physical strikers because you don't get you don't get many players in the Andy Carroll mold. You don't get many players in the big Mikel Antonio mode anymore, where they sort of they do look like I you know Antonio's only turned himself into a number nine, so to speak, in the last couple of years. But you don't get those big centre forwards anymore. It's not such a you know like Haaland is you know your big centre forward now, but he's not sort of Holding up the play all the time back and backing into the defender, and you know, win those, win those headers from long balls and stuff like that. Because obviously, that's not our Man City play. But they are sort of, they're a bit of an, an anomaly in the modern game. You don't really sort of get them anymore. So refs don't seem to. It's almost like a forward can't be physical, and it's like, well, you're so big, like, you know. And to be fair, Antonio walks off with his top off all the time, and his his shorts half up, his legs, and how massive his thighs are. Referees, there's no way. That. You know, there's no way this can go and get failed. You know, there's no no way no way a come
2: coming yeah, on here. It's just it's
3: psychological a thing, man. I think it's a
2: psychological thing where you see some guy and you know he's out there and he's built like fucking Ray Lewis and you know, like thing. you know, and of course he's gonna knock get like, any fouls called on. It looks like people are bouncing off him. He's massive, and that's I thought we Matt, mad. I've talked about that before. I just think he just gets hurt because he's too damn big. I so say he gets he gets the help against him. He's too fucking big, you know and that sucks I think it's horseshit, but I
0: don't know how to fix that uh, it's you saw it in the com- it was worse in the conference league last year almost uh you know against uh AZ Alchemar they were foul they were just absolutely like hanging on his back and it was like toddlers playing with like their camp counselor or something like that the way they were <laughs> hanging off of him um it it's frustrating but I, the refs aren't why we lost it's just with cap it, it was just you know when you go to these big six sides they're already more talented than you they're already just better, more complete squads, and then when they get these little calls here and there, it's just a little extra infuriation. Extra infuriation. But realistically, really? uh, the way I'd summarize West Ham right now: ten points from a run that included Chelsea, Brighton, Man City, and Liverpool of their first six. I'm happy with that.
2: I'm happy yeah. with where they stand. Pretty good. Except, except yeah. Chelsea sucks, so that doesn't count.
0: Chelsea are still a mid-table side. They they play. They're basically at this point. They're like. Level, it's almost like what you used to talk about with like Aston Villa. It's like if you beat Aston Villa, you're good, if you lose to Aston Villa, you're bad. It's almost like that kind of classic yeah, mid table. Like, so it was funny. I hat, was
2: actually, but... I was to a quick hop on Chelsea. Um, I was, I was reading, I, I, I was reading, I, I followed him a little more this year because Pacifino's there, and you know, he's saying the right things like this is going to take a season, like we're kind of rebuilding from the ground up. I'm just curious to see, like, will the new ownership have that patience? Will the fans have that patience? The Chelsea has, have, haven't operated like that probably since, like, what, the 40s? <laughs> no, like the 70s? The last, when did Chelsea really start getting big? In the early 90s, Ross?
3: It was when like, uh, Roman, Roman, Roman took over. To it took to Abramovich came in. Abramovich. Yeah. Um, oh, really? Okay. The I thought they were good. I mean, yeah, they were, they were just a, a team that was sort of there or thereabouts. about for a long time, but they were never never actually title contenders for a long time. They've had spells where they won cups and stuff, but they were never actually good for a long time through the 80s and 90s.
0: They were more of a mid-table... I always thought of them more of his mid-table side until you know Roman came in and just uh, was yeah. the first
3: kind of sports-washing enterprise we saw. Well, just um, just before he came in, they they did manage to qualify for Europe a couple of times. They sort of scraped in and sort of, you know, winning the games that sort of towards the end of the season and stuff like that. But yeah, they were never... It was till Till Abramovich came in. That was the only time they ever got enough to sort of come in and actually be sort of Premier League, Premier League title contenders.
0: The best description oh, well. I've heard of it was, um, it was it, one of the podcasts I listened to, the Football Ramble. Uh, one of the guys said that Chelsea were always a circus, but with Abramovich, the clown car was at least a Mercedes, and now it's just fully off the rails. Like, right. which I have to so credit that's good, podcast. Have to that's great like, that podcast. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, Uh, so I, Dan, you're echoing us right now. Uh, I am happy with, um, where West Ham have started. I'm not going to lie. I mean, as annoying as it sucks to play city and Liverpool back to back, there's not, not a lot of teams are going to win that stretch anyway. So coming up against Sheffield, um, and you know, you guys both thought Sheffield was going to be a tough test for Newcastle and they rolled through them. So let's make the same exact prediction. Sheffield will be a tough test for uh, West Ham, and you know, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we go from there. Dan, who does Spurs have next? Uh, Liverpool. So. Oh,
2: yeah, I was, was going to say instant loss. Then, yeah,
0: yeah. If you beat Liverpool,
2: Liverpool, Liverpool, listen, Liverpool could be like a relegation game, and they would. And Spurs could be. Like the top team in the league in Liverpool beats Spurs. It's just how it goes. There's nothing. Jurgen Klopp is like Spurs daddy. He just owns us. There's just nothing. Nothing they can do Like is good enough. They just can't. There's no possible way. He just knows exactly what to do. So if they beat Liverpool, I, I, I'm, I'm going to start getting excited. If they beat Liverpool, I'm like, dude, this is a top four side, and let's see what happens when we play City. Uh, Madison says
0: Madison says the Spursy uh, tag is now behind them, and, stop, I, and I say so we're, we're going to be the judges on that. Game.
2: Of no, and I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> First of all, uh, you have not been associated with Spurs long enough to declare the Spursy tag oh, Let's come. I I like the confidence, and I like that you're you you do not want you want us, you want the fans to believe it's a new era, but when when there's a trophy in the trophy case, okay. Recently when relegated bottle, player, yeah.
0: says Spursy is when dead.
2: Yeah, where they don't bottle a second-place finish, you know, to a season. So, so there are arch rivals. When they don't do stuff like that, when they actually start winning again, like actually winning like trophies, then we can start talking about having the conversation of whether Spursy can now be made extinct. Like, you know how St. Tottering's Day has become extinct because Spurs... Finished ahead of Arsenal for so long, like I didn't even when Arsenal finished above them last year. I don't remember even hearing that term at all. So I'm happy that was all forgotten about. Maybe that like, I could I don't go on Twitter like more just
0: because you like, guys were such an afterthought last year.
2: We really were. They were so bad last year. Anyway, um, so,
0: <laughs> yeah. so
2: yeah, that's not that time. But I hope that's not some sort of jinx. I don't want them to start getting a little too cocky, like keep that freaking fire. But yeah, dude, you get to do a lot more for Spursy do not be, like, constantly stated in the football vernacular. It's going to take at least one, if not two, trophies. I feel after all these years and all these disappointments. I mean, they've lost two League Cup finals, the Champions League final. Like, it's just been... uh,
0: (laughs) So, I'll I'll ask you guys what final thoughts you have on the weekend's action, but I did not realize my last piece that I want to bring up I did not realize how big a loss Ben Mee was going to be for Brentford. Um, they did not look very good at all
3: against a bad Everton side. So that
0: was an interesting
3: one. Yeah, I mean, I, cer- I certainly wasn't expecting Everton to go in there and actually dominate the game the way they did. That was a, uh, I mean, it was a very impressive Everton away performance. And if you certainly look at their first few games of the season, it definitely wasn't something you're expecting for them. You know, the, certainly the first two games, they were gold shine They looked like they wouldn't have scored. You know, if you'd have given them three weeks to keep playing, um but yeah so to go in there and get that result of brentford was was very impressive But I sort of i don't know how much the whole tony thing is affecting brentfield knocks obviously they're about to change the way that they play but yeah they certainly don't look as strong as the back as strong at the back as they have done uh, as they have done in previous years now
0: i wonder if this will be the year we finally beat them ross maybe probably not um
3: right and brentford in one set. i mean that's that's right. like a cup in itself isn't it it really is i mean what a trophy uh
0: I, <laughs> yeah, no, that one stood, that one really stood out to me. Um, I wonder about that. I mean, I wonder if uh, any other season, I might say maybe Brentford could be in a little trouble the way they've started out, but I just think those bottom, those recently promoted teams are so bad. I don't think anyone,
3: any established Premier League side at the moment's in trouble. I think, Ber- I think Burnley actually plays some decent stuff and this is not, this is not sort of the Burnley that you've been used to for the last however many years. They've been in the Premier League, or before this it's season. Just, and that's where actually, they do play from. some good stuff under company, yeah. But they just, you can tell they don't actually have the quality to be quite good enough. But this is this is a different Burnley site. And I've got a friend of mine who's a Burnley fan, and he goes sort of home in a way, and he says, you know, he knows that they're going to get smashed in some games. He knows that they, but they're going to remain competitive. But it's not going to be like the old Sean Dyche sites where they were getting dominated in games but they were fighting but they know that they never had any chance of winning but they're actually you know they are actually playing some playing some good stuff right now but I don't think that that quality is there but the Luton thing is not you know that's obviously not going to work they're just they're just yeah they're bringing they've got players in their starting lineup that have played for them in league one league two and even one who's played from sort of in the football league it's just it's just not going to happen for them to be able to sort of have that quality to uh, quality to sort of keep going. It's it's sort of a nice, you know, it's a sort of a, a nice story, but you know their their stadium that only fits about five hundred people and is built on the back of a housing estate. I mean, it's just uh, it's set up to uh, it's set up to fail, unfortunately. But you know, we'll we'll see how bad they are going to be. But I can't imagine them being anywhere close to even getting maybe even twenty points. I think they're going to be.
2: One of the worst Premier League teams we've ever seen. Yeah, you were wrong. That's that's that's. They're completely out of their element. It's a cool story, but they're definitely out of their element, completely. Yeah. Okay. Um, well,
0: only other thing um, I wanted to mention as far as uh, the footy goes is. Uh, Jamie Vardy scored a penalty. Um and who is it against? I, I'm losing it already. Um Bristol
3: Bristol City. Bristol,
0: Jamie yeah. Vardy scored a penalty against Bristol City and I guess the away fans had been singing about his wife so he ran the entire length of the pitch just to celebrate in front of them. I love that guy. Um oh, Just king shit house. Ross, what are your thoughts on Jamie Vardy? I'll give you the I'll give you the floor.
3: Yeah. Thanks, Matt. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great. The guy's there. The guy's been grateful. for start. It's a pretty boring story, but yeah, as long as, you know, if Jamie Vardy's happy, give him another Red Bull, let him go and have a party and then yeah, you know, we can all, we can all enjoy his incredible career. What a story. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's keep it going for as long as possible.
0: He is past it. It's last year's, but even he, he doesn't even look up to speed in the championship right now for the most part. It's from what I've seen. He's just, you know, no, I don't think he he
3: does, but he's such a Leicester legend. that It doesn't really matter anymore. He can sort of, he could just stroll through the, you know, come on every now and then score a few goals here and there. and He's just, he's just made for life.
0: And you know, he's going to score, he's going to score an important goal somewhere that helps that. I mean, I think they're going to come right back up. I think it's becoming blatantly obvious. They're the class of that division, but I, He'll score an important goal that everybody can look back on and be like, oh, that's the one that got us promoted. And
2: it's just going to add to the legend of Jamie Vardy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's almost like the Eli Manning of that team, where, you know, we just throw a lot more interceptions. Oh, come on, Dad. <laughs> come on. No, no. It's so true. Come on. He was throwing more interceptions at the end And that one time they went to the playoffs accidentally at the end of his career. You know, it mean, was pretty much the end of his career. It was. But he, like, also threw a lot of important touchdown passes, too. He's just, you know, there's just it was like, you know, yeah, he's still good, but like you're also kinda hanging on right now. Especially that last season, with Eli. We could just tell his arm was like pretty much. So cool the rest
0: the rest it. of the Leicester team the rest of the Leicester yeah. team is like the Giants defense. And Jamie Vardy <laughs> is like Eli Manning.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so like well, my today is like David Tyree so or something. <laughs>
0: I think we're going off the rails now uh yeah favorite
2: <laughs> favorite we'll Jamie Vardy second,
0: yeah I just I'll, I'll never forget I know I've said this five times in the last three days anytime Jamie Vardy does something I just it's not even the story for me it's just what an asshole he is I love that about him like you know scores a goal against Wolverhampton last year goes over to the Wolves fans and just howls at them and I think Leicester were already winning by a good margin celebrating the eighth goal in their 9 nothing against Southampton like it was the, you know, final penalty of the World Cup or something like that. Uh, Just just great stuff. Um, Dan, we got to wrap up, but uh, Devils split up their squad last night. They played the Habs and Philly, blew out both of them with a split squad, their star players going to both places, and all of the Philly and the uh, Montreal fans were online talking about how pissed they were that the Devils sent like an NHL-ready squad. And it's like, no, they just have that many help great it. players.
2: Can't help it.
0: Can't help it's it. It's that we're damn so good.
2: good. It's that good. damn
0: good. So good. Uh, I, I am, I'm danger. I'm getting in danger of being cocky, and I have to watch myself because uh, I started. Yeah,
2: I'm getting in danger of my expected voice. Like I'm getting too close to Stanley Cup for zone. And that's real dangerous territory to get to because if you don't understand on the cup, you're going to be fucking disappointed in the season. Well, and here's I just, the thing: I look, you look at this team, I just at the team on paper and the way they're clicking, and the, the age of these players and how they're coming into their own, and they've all been together for a long time. I was like, there's, there's really no other team in the East that has the same camaraderie as them. Not even the Kings at this point.
0: The core you know? is locked up. The core is locked up too long term. The question is, though, they have right now all these ancillary players who are very good, who will be too expensive to keep in a few years. So it's like you look at it and you're like, oh, the windows right now. You know how sometimes when you look at a competing team and you look at their initial years and you realize, oh, wait, that was actually like the real window. Um, even though when you're in those initial years, you think like, oh, we're going to be good for X amount of time. And here's where the window is going to open. Right. I think the window open right now. And when we look back on this in a all few years, this might be the best collection of talent we'll end up having around these guys so okay. ah, we're already over let's not get too deep into the devils but we'll we'll start with hockey soon we're bringing ross along on hockey he watched uh he watched the devils in the playoffs last year so he's he's on board big jack hughes guy
3: uh, yeah, it was, it, yeah was awesome. a lot, it was a lot of fun match trying to sort of educate me on how the uh on how the nhl actually works sort of i've been a fan from for a long time but yeah i did jump on the bandwagon a little bit a little bit maybe, but yeah, I'm looking forward to getting into it more obviously chatting just to get on. about it as well. Okay. Oh, yeah, I'm, on. I'm on. I was just trying to make plates, yeah. but play it cool. But yeah, I'm on. I am on. You're gonna you be New Jersey yet? You got a New Jersey? you a any Jersey yet? No, I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for Matt to send you one, like he promised. Okay, I'll do
0: that. We need to get. You need to start. You need to start like a. Um, you need to start like a UK Devils fan. Uh, Thing or something get some clout that way because every time there's this guy uk mets fan in newcastle and he seems just like a massive tool but the mets like invited him to a game and they gave yeah, him a box seat. Yeah. yeah so it's like that you need to get on the only thing the is but,
3: i mean you've obviously got the man united with the red devils so if i started the uk devils people seem to think it's like another sub man united sports group it's true oh yeah real. and in- i'm far too lazy know, to run not. a sports group So that's true you're, like always gonna be
2: associated with man you over there like default oh
0: yeah, I don't want that. Yeah, even that's the a
2: same colors. Well, no, no it's not the same It's Just the reds the same.
0: I, we have more reason to have a devil though, because of the Jersey Devil. They're just yeah, like, right. what the fuck's a devil fuck doing devil in Manchester?
2: That? No, devil. I'm out of here.
0: no devil in Manchester until uh, the Taylor Swift tour goes there. That doesn't even make yeah. sense. It turns red. I don't know. <laughs> i go. I'm stretching here. Uh, Jared said he (laughs) won.
2: All
0: right. I think it's time to wrap up. Um, This has been Pop Sports Shorts. That's That's Ross. That's Dan calling in from the fucking road. This'll be. And uh, thank you everyone for tuning in. Have a good one.
2: Bro, let me stay on, bro. Bro, it was awesome. Great time fucking talking to you, bro. Bro, Zach Wilson's garbage. Bro, he's just garbage. Guys, remember that, okay? Garbage.